Hey, hey. Hi. I was just checking to see if you could hear. I'm going to put on my do not disturb. So I don't any noise extra outside of what we're going to hear anyway. Oh, yeah. Good point. I did mine, too. Okay. We're here at the table. I have Mama sitting here at the table with me. Hello, hello, hello. And our niece, Jessie, is sitting here at the table with us. Oh, welcome, Jesse and Mama. <laughs> and Antonia sitting behind me trying to get this puzzle I've been working on since Christmas done. That's Christmas. We'll probably get it Christmas this year. It'll be finished finally. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those toughies. <laughs> uh, that's how it usually goes, right? Seriously. I was telling Jesse and Mom, I don't think I've done a puzzle this hard in probably the last 15 years of my life. Usually I can whip it out pretty good, but this one has truly been a challenge. Yeah. Some of them are harder than others. We haven't done one since we did like three in COVID, but we haven't done one for a while. Yeah. So, but it's been busy. So, um, well, tonight we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, right? Yes, ma'am. So, Hi. welcome everyone to the Elder Girls podcast tonight. And thank you everyone for joining us. And we're excited to have. Mama Elder and our niece Jessie Elder as our special guest. And you might even hear a little bit from our niece Antonia, Sarah, actually Sarah's daughter, my niece Antonia, because <laughs> she's in the crowd too tonight. <laughs> yes. As we talk about some Thanksgiving traditions and how they came to be and what Thanksgiving looked like for the Elder family. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, do you want to start? Sure. I'll start off with one that I enjoyed every year. Um, one of my favorite things every year that we did for Thanksgiving. Mom wants to know. <laughs> Mom wants to know. She she whispered over here. Should we pray? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mom. <laughs> well, if she wants to pray, <laughs> is getting tickled. She wants to pray. She can start us off with prayer. Okay, start us off, Granny Benny. I didn't say that for that reason. Well, let's just pray anyway, because it, it's never too much to pray. That's right. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, for this privilege to come together and just talk about some good old times and good traditions of the family coming together. But most of all, it's so wonderful to talk about the Lord because he is so wonderful and so good that there's always something good to say about our Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love this time and we pray that we can uh, help somebody tonight or give somebody a good laugh or an encouragement. And that's the most important thing to please the Lord. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen, Lord. Amen. Amen. I love that prayer. That was just perfect. Yes, it was. And I was going to say something totally different, but when we all got so <laughs> 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 this is one of my favorite traditions is when we all get together at Thanksgiving or Christmas or anytime the elder family gets together, something pops up and we get hysterical. And so <laughs> laughing and laughter is one of my all-time favorite traditions in the elder family because the Bible says laughter is a good medicine. And oh, absolutely. Um, thank God for laughter because in these wicked, evil days, we need laughter. And I thank God so much that we have that in our family and that it is a tradition. And some traditions are better than others. And thank God the laughter is the better of the others. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Wherever elders are, there will be laughter. It's just yeah. a given. Because we have the goofy personalities that find the most off-the-wall things <laughs> hysterical. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, what is life if you can't laugh at yourself and you can't laugh at life? So. Amen. <laughs> so very true. It is so very true. That's what makes life so special and so fun. Isn't it? And I thank God, you know, that um, so many times when, you've, when you are going through such a time, you know, 
um, as we've gone through. And I don't want to waste all our time talking about the past two years, but there's been so many uncertainties and so many changes that there's a lot of people out there that are not laughing. There's a lot of people out there crying and in depression and a lot of people literally committing suicide because of all the uncertainties. And I thank God that through all of the uncertainties and the dark times, God has given us the ability to laugh and to rest in him and rest in his peace through those times. Oh, absolutely. And I think one thing that I'd like to share with our listeners is kind of how this, this podcast came about is that a friend who has listened to our podcast just recently just joined us listening had listened to one of our podcasts and then she and I had been talking back and forth. She was a former pastor's daughter as well. And she, it's funny how no matter where you go and you live in life, you connect with people that you have things in common with and you may not even know their background, but it's like by osmosis or maybe it's a spiritual connection or maybe it's just like interests that you tend to navigate and gravitate towards people Mm -hmm. that you find commonalities you know, with. And so I didn't know till we were friends for quite a while that her father had passed her years ago in Nebraska. And she goes to the Rock Church here as well. And of course, I should have known because she is so involved in ministry and serving others that that's just kind of, you know, you can tell people that grew up around ministry and that type of thing, because they just, that's just kind of who they are. Mm -hmm. And you never quite get away from that, no matter where life takes you. But uh, she came to me a couple weeks ago at a meeting and said, Anna, when you get together with your family and you guys talk about Thanksgiving, she said, you said you were doing a conversation about Thanksgiving. And I said, yeah, we were going to just reminisce. And then we were going to post it on Thanksgiving night. And she goes, oh, I was hoping you would post how you came about some of your Thanksgiving traditions and some of the things you did and then post it the week before Thanksgiving so that we could listen to it with our daughters and their families. And that way we could maybe integrate some of those things into our Thanksgiving this year. And so, you know, I don't know that our Thanksgivings that we grew up with will be much different than what other people do, but I thought, well, that's kind of fun, you know, just to talk about how these traditions came to be. And mom, that's where you can come in because maybe you can give us some insight into how you and dad, you know, started developing the little, the different little traditions that we did, which there's not a whole ton of them, I don't think, but there are things that were just our way of doing Thanksgiving at the elder home. But I don't know the history of how those things came to be. To me, they just were what they were, you know, that's just how Thanksgiving happened. But, you know, I don't know what your and dad's mindset was when you had children and, and were you carrying over traditions from when you grew up? I know there's things now that Daniel and I are married that we carry over from when we both grew up. There's some things that we look at our, our lifestyle and we think Daniel's got some things that he likes to integrate from that are things that were so special to him. And there's things that I like to integrate now that were so special to us. There will always be sweet potatoes with marshmallows on the table at my house on Thanksgiving. That will never go away. I may be the only one that eats them, but they will always be there. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So anyway, that's how this conversation came to be today was by request. And so um, we hope that, uh, I hope that it, it, um, it helps somebody or it encourages somebody and share some of the things. So maybe those are some of the things we can dig into today is mom, how did those traditions come to be? Was it just, you know, were things that you and dad, and we can talk about the traditions first, or we can talk about the history of the traditions first. It doesn't matter to me, but just to give a little background on why we're talking about this and thinking about, you know, what we're talking about today, that was the question of, how did your traditions come to be and, and why were they so valuable to your family? And what was the history? You know, folklore is what ties a family together. You got that folklore right. and that storyline. So, right. Well, I really can't really tell you how it began. It just began. <laughs> That's all I can say. It just began. And um, and I think the way it began is because it's things that you remember from year to year. Sure. But I remember this has been many, uh, well, I say many years ago, which it has been many years ago. But when the children and all of you children would gather into our house, or even if we were at one of your children's house, that daddy and I, uh, it just began that way. He'd get up and I'd get up. 
and the rest of, of, of you children were pretty much, you know, doing your old thing, own thing or getting ready to get up and all that. And he and I just happened to start out in the kitchen. Uh, we'd say, well, we're going to just, he, he would go in and he'd start frying some sausage and, and some eggs. And, and it just became a tradition that we would fix breakfast. Right. Right. Daddy and I would fix the breakfast and, uh, and he would start out uh, frying the and now and and these are these are just traditional things that we had every every holiday Christmas or Thanksgiving these were the two big holidays we, we were with you children and then he would get up and he'd start uh, he put the things on the stove and then I would come in and I would uh, he'd say you know make the biscuits and so I would make the biscuits now this is really tradition this is not very big it's not very fancy it's just a common little old thing and so I would start uh, making some biscuits and then I would go from the biscuits I knew how to somehow or other the Lord helped me and I say the Lord and really that's the truth just showed me how to do the gravy because we always had biscuits and gravy. Mm -hmm. Yep. And sausage and eggs. Yep. That's or, right. And, and you children should remember. And so mm -hmm. my daddy and I would we would start that. I'd get the I'd get the biscuits made ready to put in the oven. And then uh, I would go to this uh, to the stove. And uh, that was when I was able to stand up at the stove. And uh, he would start frying the eggs or start frying the sausage first. Mm -hmm. He would start mm -hmm. frying the sausage first. Because from the sausage would bring your uh, your flavor that right. you could put in uh, your gravy. Right. That right. would make a special gravy. Mm -hmm. You just had a, a, sauce, a, a special thing like sausage. And uh, so he would, he would uh, start the sausage and then... Um, after he got done with the sausage, then I would take over that skillet. And uh, not always did we use, of course, you know, we didn't use all of the the uh, the grease. grease from the sausage, but just enough to flavor the gravy. Yeah. And, and then there would be, and sometimes he and I would just crumble up uh, the, uh, the, the sausage up in, just little old pieces of uh, just crumble it up and we would fry that. And then the crumbles of the sausage would just make a marvelous mm -hmm. uh, gravy with your sausage. <laughs> I know you're making me hungry. <laughs> That's right. And then uh, we would, uh, we would that uh, the, the the grease and whatever that we made the uh, the gravy from, and then I would he would do that, and now remember the biscuits are on hold over here. We are not <laughs> going to forget the biscuits. We won't forget them, and and not the eggs either. And <laughs> so uh, uh, we would do that, and then uh, we got the milk out of the refrigerator. Now I'm I mean we're going from scratch here. Okay. <laughs> That's right. It was. Okay. It was from scratch. Uh, <laughs> uh, but first, before you did all of the milk, you get the flour out. Right. You have to sprinkle in uh, the flour. You, after you get your sausage uh, completely fried and done, your little pieces of sausage in your in your oil that's in the skillet. And this is not a small skillet. Right. This, when you have a large family, you have a large skillet. Right. Because it's going to make a lot of gravy. <laughs> so uh, we would get that uh, started. And then we put the flour in. It usually was about two heaping tablespoons of flour. Hold uh, on, pause a minute. Step over, Paula Dean. We got Granny Elder on the scene. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and we would do the flour. And then uh, after we would do the uh, the flour and make sure. And then when you are making the gravy, you continue to do this. Now I'm doing this on the table, but this is in my mind. So I hopefully I won't forget. And uh, so you you've salt and peppered uh, pretty much. So your uh, your sausage, but your sausage is the seasoning 
to your gravy. Right. If you ever want a secret to good seasoned gravy, is a sausage. And even some people like bacon. But sure. our preference was the sausage. Yes. And then we would make sure that they were it was very well cooked, that there was not any that was uncooked. And then after that, then you would add this the flour into to make the roux. Let's call it roux. Now down in the southern parts you would call it like a roux. Now mm-hmm. but I don't know what that would be what we would That's call what it. That's what we call it. We call it roux 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 too. Or the gravy paste. paste. Yeah. Yes. And so you would and and all the time you're stirring this flour because you don't want the gravy to be lumpy per right. se. Per se. Right. Because there'll be, you know, sausage in it. And but really, that's a secret even to sausage gravy because the sausage itself would cause the little lumps of flour to go out of the gravy. And, you know, because you're stirring this at all times. And that was one of my keys. And I don't know if anybody ever told me that, but I just that was just to me good common sense. To make good gravy. You need good common sense in these days. We need more of that for sure. <laughs> so I was stir- stirring, making sure that the flour, and then sometimes if it got a little thick, then I would add a little milk, you know, to uh, to uh, thin out uh, your, uh, your thickening part of the gravy. And I'm stirring this all, keep stirring this at all times. And then... After uh, it would look very smooth, the, the gravy parts of flour was all smoothed out where there wasn't any lumps in it. Then you would start, you bring on the milk. And it was, um, I would just get a gallon of milk and then, then I would start pouring or had, I'd have daddy, I'd have brother elder or daddy. He was the one to help me pour the milk because I'm stirring this at all right. times. So he'd start add the the uh, the milk to the uh, a to little it. bit at a time. A little bit at a time. You don't pour it all at once. That was her instruction. That's right. You do not pour it at once. And you're stirring all the time that this milk is being added to uh, to your gravy thickening. And so they just keep adding, you know, putting the milk in there. Keep stirring and keep stirring. And then you add the salt and pepper. Now a lot of people like it seasoning. I'm the one that likes the the gravy to be very seasoned with yeah. the pepper right. and so we would salt and pepper it, and then it would we would stir and stir until it would get to a just you I don't couldn't even tell you how much in each you just did it it was just by touch and feel and uh to make a gravy and when we'd make that and by that time the biscuits had already been put in the oven they were ready to come out Mm-hmm. And uh, and and Daddy would have the bis- have the gr- the eggs all fried. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we would make just uh, over easy eggs. Sometimes we would just make scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. And then of course he'd already have the coffee on. Now all of this is done uh, ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And then we'd have the gravy, everything, and oh, the gravy was delicious. Even it if was I to die for. Even My mom's gravy was the bomb.com. Yeah. <laughs> even if it was the best, even if it was my gravy, I don't know. It was so good. And then we'd call all the kids to the table. Mm-hmm. And, and it just started like that. Just one, one holiday morning. Yeah. You know, that w- it was just developed like that. It wasn't something that we had planned ahead of time, but it was just that was one day. And that began the tradition with our family mm-hmm. and they would come together and we had more fun that that daddy and I got up and fixed the breakfast on the cri- on the holiday morning. Yeah. And then later, and of course, by then, now, if I can throw this in early, early. Daddy was up and had already had the turkey in the oven. Yes. And that was that he was up at six o'clock with the turkey. turkey. And he was in charge of that. That's because he that's because he was the early bird. (laughs) Get it? 
the early yeah. birds. <laughs> and the early bird gets the worm. I mean turkey. <laughs> the early bird cooks the turkey. Right? <laughs> well, anyway, children, that's really how it started. And then we'd always have uh, the jams and the old blackberry jam or grape jelly or strawberry jelly. Oh, or yes. Mom would teach. Mom taught us how to make goop. Remember goop? Yes, I do. I remember. And goop. you take you take a like a tablespoon of peanut butter and you put it in a bowl. And mom, she had to have butter in hers. Yes. And she would double the butter. So like two tablespoons of butter. And then you'd add Cairo syrup. Yeah. Clear Cairo syrup, not the dark, the light. Mm-hmm. Until it was swimming. And then you stirred it as fast as you could. And, it just and we called it goop. Yep. And if there was, it was like the best thing with hot biscuits. Yes. It, it was is. one of the favorites of the and family. It is. To die Philly. for. It literally yes. is to die for. <laughs> it it's is. ridiculous it good. And if you don't have K-Row syrup, you can use honey, but it's not as yes. good as if you have K-Row yes. syrup. Yeah. And I don't really care for the butter in mine. I just like no. the peanut butter and the I syrup. do like the butter in mine, actually. I'm probably but more no, like I, mom and dad because I'm not yes. as heavy on the peanut <laughs> butter. You're like mom and, and dad. You you're the butter lady. Antonia is too. She thinks that God set the moon with butter. She that's because she's a diehard Paula Dean fan. <laughs> and Paula Dean doesn't cook without butter. <laughs> well, anyway, honey, that was one of the one of the one of the traditions, and I don't want to overgo my time. No. But another tradition that that your mother had there, uh, where's that on the night before of Thanksgiving, I usually would make uh, mm-hmm. noodles, noodles yes. from scratch. Now that's, that's been, right. It's been quite a few years, children, since I've I've fixed the noodles. It's been a while, but that is one of the most simple things that you could ever make. Was Mom, tell us noodles. how to make those noodles. I want that yes. recipe. So we need to. We yes. need to. I don't even know if I can remember, but it's so simple that I forgot it. But it, oh you just what you do, you get your, um, you oh. get your. Uh, your bowl with your with your flour in it okay and then, or no first no you first like uh, and i made a lot so i would yes. like at least uh crack about a half a dozen eggs okay or maybe more maybe around six to eight eggs okay in a bowl then i would salt and pepper the eggs okay and then all you do is start adding flour. So they were literally the egg noodles where it's just basically yes. flour, salt, and pepper, and eggs. Yes. That's exactly right. That That's was, what I was thinking. That is how I and how I made them. And I and learned consistency, Mom. What consistency? You just, you just keep, you keep adding the flour until you get it to where uh, uh, that it it's very thick with your eggs yeah, and you, but not real sticky. No, but not real dry. Either. I know. And, and what causes it to not be, uh, uh, sticky is you keep adding the flour. Right. And then because, because eventually you're going to roll right. that out on your, uh, on your table, table. or on your, to make your noodles. And right. then you would get that. And then you would, uh, keep adding the flour uh, after you got your mixture that was pretty thick and uh, solid, and I don't know how to explain it to you because you'd right. have to want me to do it, then you can have come up with the words that's needed exactly. Right. It's and pretty dense. So the, the texture is. is pretty dense. It's not dry, yes. but it's kind of like a ropey density. Right. And you it. want it to be soft. She would do it till it was soft, not real tough. No, it would not right. be tough. Right. And then... Even, that's exactly right. You would make it where it's not real tough. And then you would uh, take it, but you would put out and kind put on a table. If you have like, a, a, now, you know, they've come out with little pieces of plastic. It used to be Tupperware, I believe. You could buy the the plastic uh, flower boards or flower things. Uh, like a, right. like a, a temporary cutting board, but yes. they're real flat. Right. Yeah. And then you would put your, uh, your, and you take about maybe, you don't use all of your flour and mm-hmm. egg mix because you're going to, uh, you're going seven. to make the these uh, noodles. Right. And so you would cover 
that if you're going to do it on your table, then you would cover your table with the flour, dry flour. Mm -hmm. Just make sure it's completely spread out the flour. And then you would take out your um, little dough, dough balls. Like yeah, mm -hmm. it, but it would be about the size of uh, your uh, two hands. It's like a large baseball, you yeah. know, it looks like. She's got right. a yeah, shape like, like a large right. baseball. And then okay. you, because you're laying it in flour. Right. And then uh, you, uh, you got to have your uh, rolling pin. Mm -hmm. Got to flour the top of that, uh, of your ball mm -hmm. of butter dough. and, I mm. mean, egg and mm -hmm. dough. And, and, oh, another thing, too, you can put in that, too, is melt some butter with your, <laughs> with your <laughs> eggs and salt and pepper. Yeah, that butter. <laughs> yep. Yep. That butter. And then, but always make sure that your rolling pin is still covered with flour. Because right. then you're going to start rolling out that, that, Dough that ball. pretty good ball. size. Yeah, to pretty good. And you can make it. In fact, the more I'm sitting here thinking, you could even make them bigger than a big softball or anything. You can maybe, it just depends and on how much of your. Or how long, much of your table you're going to use. Yeah, how much space you have to roll the dough. Yeah, right. that you have to work with. And you can pretty well, common sense will tell you, if you are just got a small table, you're not going to work with a lot of stuff that'll roll off on the floor. And you don't want right. all that. Well, and right. I don't know why I said that, but it was just something Hey, sounds good. Hopefully, somebody's going to listen to this and, and, and get yeah, it's part of our Thanksgiving tradition. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> so I would roll that out. And am I taking too much time? No. We got finished. That we got Okay. Then we get those and make sure that uh, you got That's enough right. on your. You got enough. Uh, flour on but before you start rolling on that ball of flour and you already have to put flour on that while it's sitting on your table. Yes. <laughs> got the rolling pin rolling. <laughs> we got the flour part. <laughs> and okay then you start you start just rolling that out and and as you roll that out you keep your rolling pin covered with flour because if you right. don't have it really it will stick right. to your, your rolling right. Right. and so you just keep rolling that out till you have it pretty flat mm -hmm. pretty flat maybe oh maybe a uh, quarter of an inch thick it, it just, yeah maybe like it a quarter depends of an inch on, yeah it depends yeah. on how thick you would want your noodles, noodles. right and then after you get that all rolled out you get a knife yeah <laughs> And you start slicing off noodles. I remember that part. It's on video so you can see her facial expression. I know. We should have done this as a live. Uh. And you would. And it depends. And you but don't you have to, be, do you cut it while it's flat? No. no. You take your hands and you I roll it into a big, that. long roll. Right. And after you get that rolled out, then you cover that with flour right. again. Because you don't want any of that to stick. You don't right. want that to stick together. Right. And Sarah brought that back, and that is a very important yes. part of your noodles. Instead of cutting it from being flat, you roll that into a like a, like roll. a big long roll, yeah, like a log. Yeah, kind of like a log. Yeah, yeah. just like you would a cinnamon roll. We're not making cinnamon rolls, and then you would roll it. But make sure that that is very well floured, Sarah Anna, that it will not stick, or or though my listeners, that that doesn't stick and make right. it you know, where you couldn't cut it. And then even if you cut it, then it wouldn't, because you're going to unroll that again. Right. You want and to be long noodles. There's a key to that. Right. There's a key to after mm -hmm. you get that. And a lot of times I would just wait. Oh, maybe. I could wait till in the morning if I wanted to do it, but mostly I would do everything that night before before right. the dinner the next day. And so when I made that uh, that big long roll, and I and it's a very sharp knife, you could use a serrated edge mm -hmm. of a knife and make sure your knife is uh, is sharp, and then you just start uh, slicing, slicing that roll. 
pretty thin. Yeah, and, and really, and if you like them very, very thin, then it just depends on the person and right. how you like your noodles. Right. Your stripes of noodles, your strips of noodles. How if you want it thick or thin, right. and then you would, and then you would uh, cut those, and then always remember you have always you have plenty of flour mm-hmm. because after you even cut those little uh, rolls little off, rounds. like little mm-hmm. rounds off, then you take and flour and keep your hands well floured, and then you're going to start uh, unrolling. You're going to make right. confetti. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Some good words to it, really, because yeah. you do. And the flour helps to keep it where it's not sticking. Right. Right. And so you get that where it's all with the flour and uh, and your noodles or your and your dough. Yes. And right. you get those unrolled and make sure you have plenty of flour that's there that it will keep them from sticking together. And then uh, you can leave them lay on your table. Because they're going to dry out a little bit. You Mm -hmm. want that to dry out. Yes. A little bit. And you let that all dry out overnight with all that plenty of flour in it. And they kind of lay a towel over the top of them, though, at night. Um, It it really, you didn't have bugs or anything. So it it really didn't. Well, most people don't have bugs. (laughs) We didn't have bugs, thank God. Let me clarify that for everybody to know. We never had bugs in our house no, growing up. My mom, if I mean, I don't remember ever seeing a bug like a roach no. bug in our house growing no, up. No. Well, let me say this, children. I mean, because there are some homes that can't help that, and I, I'm not, I'm not making light of that. No. Really, not. But the thing is, if you want to, if, if those are going to be laid out overnight, you can take wax paper. Oh yes. yeah. Take wax paper and cover that mm-hmm. to cover all of your uh, your uh, all noodles. your noodles, and right. then overnight they sort of you know dry out enough a little bit, and then the next then the next day make sure that when you you can do that again in the morning or the next day you're going to put them in your pan of a tur- with your turkey broth and right. everything that your turkey mm-hmm. cooked in. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it only takes. Well, you know, it just takes a little bit time for it to cook. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, brings it to a boil. Brings it to a boil, right? Yeah, you use the turkey broth typically, and then the turkey bits, right? Oh, yes, that's a rich. Mm -hmm. That's what makes them so Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, yes. And did you add a little flour into the broth to make it kind of a gravy type thing, or did was it just the broth? You really don't need it because it comes off of the noodles. Because it will be coming off of the noodles. That'll make your thickness. Yeah, um, like a gravy like thing. And yeah. another thing too, uh, uh, another thing too that I never even thought. You may not put your uh, butter in with your eggs, but you would put your butter in, in your, your broth. Yes, in your broth. I remember that. And oh my lord, I is that Evan? Both too. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes she would add them in her noodles, yeah. and then sometimes she would add some more butter to the broth because she liked the butter. And it does make it yes. does no complaints. <laughs> You could tell <laughs> and you serve it over mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. Oh, y'all, that that stuff right there is to die for. And then, Shondo. then when Greg, like this is jumping ahead a little bit, but when Greg, met, Greg joined our family and we started doing Thanksgiving at Greg and Marsha's, Greg took the potatoes up a notch. Yeah, because. Yes. He puts milk and is it sour cream in his potatoes? Yeah, yes. Oh my lord! Is that what yes. he puts in his mashed potatoes? Oh, I don't yes. know. Yes, and butter, milk, sour cream, and butter, and they are to die. They are to die for. I think yeah. it's sour cream. We'll have to double check with him, but it is it's but, sour cream. Sarah, maybe we can share the just maybe not. It's not really a recipe, but we can try to make a recipe out of it. Maybe we can yeah, share yeah. that on the Elder Girls blog for our okay. listeners. Hey, that might be. We don't ever hardly use that page. I forget we have it. But since we're talking right. about some of these recipes, maybe we can share the process for it on the Elder Girls blog. So if somebody wants to go look at time. it, I can see here. And we can Sorry put that, that. We can put that link on our Instagram page. Okay. And share that with our listeners. In fact, uh, while we're talking, I can even look that link up. <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to tell you, even if I do say so myself. She's getting excited. She said, maybe we can make some of those and eat them right here. Hey, (laughs) while I'm listening to you, I'm like, uh, yeah, I know what we're going to be doing some stuff for Thanksgiving. We're going to be making some noodles. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I could do it and uh, remember again, and it will come back to me then as I make, because Mm -hmm. I have not uh, children. I have not made it in really a long time. But uh, even as I was talking, but Sarah helped me to to bring it back to my memory and so uh but but that is one of our wonderful traditions kids and it still is just as real today i think we've tried to carry on even with all of you children daddy's not here and um and sometimes mother's not able to be with you but you you can still carry on that tradition and uh, it's there and but we always had the lord in it Everything we did, this doesn't mean that we were so uh, heavenly and uh, spiritual that we were no earthly good because, uh, you know, we had our times we loved to laugh. We loved to to uh, play, but there were times that we were very serious, too, when we come to the, the goodness of God. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, I did want to put that in. I didn't want to forget that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And our holidays were always centered around God. I know we're not. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about Christmas at another time. Maybe we can do another one of these for Christmas. But even for Thanksgiving, and I, Mom, I like how you showed how it started out, you know, Food brings people together. And of course we love food just like anybody else in our family, but it started out, you know, with the simple thing of dad and mom working together in the kitchen. And I really think that then all the kids got involved in the process and we won't share all of our recipes today because the chocolate chip pie recipe kind of has to be guarded in a safe at Fort Knox because it's very special, (laughs) (laughs) but we'll make you one. (laughs) <laughs> maybe or someday. the blueberry or cherry pizza pie or the um, blueberry or cherry yes. pizza pie or mississippi what mud mississippi mud yeah mississippi mud you know but there were always little things that people did to contribute and and throughout the day it was it was really a family affair because yeah. after yeah. dad and mom did i as we got older, I don't remember doing breakfast so much as when we were younger. I do remember doing breakfast when we were younger. And yeah. then the guys would go hunting. Hunting, know, that, was, yes. that was a big day to go pheasant hunting for the guys mm-hmm. in the family. And so the girls would be working in the kitchen throughout the day, making the different dishes. And Sarah, do you remember all the dishes we had, man? We had a variety of dishes that were kind of well, our Thanksgiving traditional Thanksgiving dishes always had we had the yams that you talked about earlier that were divine that mama taught us how to do with brown sugar butter and marshmallows yeah Um, and the 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 baked beans that was mama's fabulous special Mm -hmm. um you know where she added the brown sugar and the ketchup and the mustard and the green bell pepper and a little bit of minced onion and salt and pepper. Oh my Lord, those are divine. And the bacon. Yeah. And bacon, bacon, on bacon the top. baked beans. And then um, green bean casserole. Yep. And then sometimes mama would do, which she didn't do when we got older, but when we were younger, she would do scalloped corn. And that was one of our favorites. I do remember that now oh, that you say girl, that when we were younger. So good. Yeah. That was scalloped good. Corn. And it was divine. And um, then she what changed. What was it called? It was scallop cream corn. She did. Scallop it was cream, cream corn. corn. Yes, cream she corn. She did it like you do kind of like scallop potatoes only without the potatoes. But it yeah. was with corn. And it was so good. I need yeah. you to give me that recipe, mom. You gave it to me a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we always had <laughs> grandma's cranberry salad. <laughs> She brought it faithfully. That was she her contribution. And, and if mom she and her were the only ones that would eat it, but she would bring <laughs> it and be so excited about bringing it. And we'd all take one tiny little taste because none of us liked it except for mom and grandma. Yes. <laughs> but it was Greg grandma's- liked it when Greg got married to Marsha because mm-hmm. Greg really liked stuff like mom and she grandma. Put- like when she was able and when she wasn't able to do her salad, she would bring a, a can of cranberry sauce. Remember yes. that? Because yes. grandma always felt like Thanksgiving wasn't Thanksgiving without the cranberry, without cranberry sauce. Cranberry. Because mm-hmm. that was one of the traditions from her youth and her childhood that yes, she brought to our family, you know. And but her cranberry salad was always interesting because it had literal cranberries and I feel like it might have had nuts in it. Yes, she yeah. always put walnuts in it. She would make That's it. That's what I was thinking. She would literally, I watched her. She would peel the cranberries and then she would chop them. And then she would add a little bit of sugar 
And then she'd add a little bit of vinegar, believe it or not, white vinegar, distilled vinegar. And then she would add um, walnuts. She would chop yeah. the walnuts really fine. And she had one of those, you know, those hand choppers mm-hmm. that you kind yep. of have to push down on it to chop. And she would chop those and add those in. And then she added either oranges or something. Like she diced little oranges or something and add to, or tangelos maybe. It was a little Might orange of some sort. And she would add all that together. And oh, girl, it was so tangy. And yeah. she would just love it. And she'd say, here, Sarah, try a bite. <laughs> like, oh, Grandma, that's okay. <laughs> we'll have to do a podcast about memories at Grandma's house sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes those memories just, boy, they just flood over me. Yeah, yeah. So we did the cranberry sauce. And that was something she always brought. And sometimes we would do mom's potato salad, although I think the potato salad was more like a Memorial Day thing because we already had yeah. so many potatoes. Easter. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Easter. We already uh-huh. had so many potato dishes. And then, of course, there were always rolls. Yes, yeah. always. Um, Mama said deviled eggs, and we did. Yes, when we were younger, eggs. I remember she did deviled eggs. Yep, we did deviled eggs a lot. And then, and we then had of course, ham. Mama always made her famous pumpkin pie that everybody loved, pumpkin pie and chocolate chip pie. Oh, that was a must. And then we had ham and turkey, typically. Mm -hmm. A ham and a turkey. And sometimes dad would fry a turkey. Right. When he got his deep fryer, in fact, from that time on, dad didn't want to bake a turkey anymore. He wanted to deep fry it. Mm -hmm. That's right. (laughs) And uh, so, and then I was telling Sarah this on the phone earlier today, too, when we were talking about some of the things, one of my, I think one of my favorite people connection memories about Thanksgiving is that mom, you and dad always invited somebody that wasn't family over from the time I was little, because we would have maybe a widow in the church or a single Mm -hmm. mother with children or new converts, or like, I remember when all the, Sarah was bringing up when all the Amish boys got saved and they were there and they didn't have family to be connected to. And so we had our house, them at our house. And of course we had all of our family there. Now I remember the people coming over more when we were adults. I don't have a ton of memories from when I was really small, except just having dinner. And then of course, Marsha and Greg got married when I was seven and Paul and Lori got married when I was nine. So Marsha and Greg and Paul and Lori have been a part of my life. I mean, Greg and Lori have been a part of our lives for most of my life. Right. Um, I do remember, Anna, when we were little, mom would invite Sister Sharon Mori over every year. Sister Sharon Mori would come. I do. And sometimes Alan would come with her sister Vivian. Sometimes they would invite Mm -hmm. Sister Vivian over. Um, Those were two single mothers. Um, I was trying to think of anybody else that I remembered coming pretty faithful when we were really young. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, when Mark and Lisa got married, they always came over. Because they were family, you know. When they were in town, they came over and brought the girls with them. And then, of course, as time went by, I remember that when you and Joe got married, Sister Martha started coming in. Sometimes Leroy would come Uh often, you know. And even before you and Joe got married, somehow or another, Marty and Joe would end up at the house sometime during that day because Marty and I were attached at the hip for most of our teenage years. Right. And um, so... And Joe was the tag along usually. So (laughs) he uh, and Marty would end up over either playing games or having dessert or sometime during the day, their family would be connected with ours through the growing up years. And then um, as we got older, you know, of course, sister Martha. And then I remember different times having like when mom and dad were teaching Bible studies, one year having uh, Eduardo and Diana. And then one year having Sean and Tammy, mom and dad would invite their Bible Mm -hmm. studies over for Thanksgiving. So it was always fun because there was always lots of people there. And there were always people in the church that mom and dad made sure that if they knew they weren't connected to family, they were invited for Thanksgiving. And that really just like stuck in my mind as an adult. Yes. And, and we would play games later in the evening. Yeah. Daddy would want to go take a nap because he was exhausted from getting up so early and going hunting and cooking the turkey and whatever. So him and mama would sneak off to the bedroom to rest and they tell us now y'all play games or whatever, but don't bother us because we're going to take a nap. So they take a nap and we'd invite like young people from the church over mm-hmm. and then we'd play games till one or two in the morning. Mom and dad didn't care because they knew we were there and we were with mm-hmm. the good crowd. 
and we would have a blast, girl. Those were some of the best times playing games. They were hysterical. So really, like yes. you, you can't miss some of the important events, though, between supper and game time. <laughs> right. That's because right. after supper, the guys would all go like snooze on the couch or hang out outside because <laughs> we would kick yes. them out so we could clean up. And all right. the girls in the family are responsible to clean up the dinner. And yes. sometimes the guys would help like carry the dishes in the kitchen, but my mom and dad's kitchen was small, so everybody couldn't fit in it. Right. But we, they'd help us put some things away and then we'd basically kick them out and they'd go outside and talk all their hunting stories and end up snoring yes. somewhere while we all <laughs> did the dishes and dried the dishes and put the dishes away because we had to have the table cleared off for games. Right. But we did put the food in accessible manner because we knew why we were playing games. We were gonna yes. have we were gonna yeah. have the snacks hit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But um I too remember sometimes like between dinner and game time doing crazy stuff. Okay. It depended on what the weather was like. Right. Because we would be so full, we'd be like, oh, we need to go for a walk. And yes. so we'd all go trucking 27 people <laughs> around the neighborhood. Yeah. take a walk if the weather yes, was not were. freezing cold and rainy right and then there were other times the guys would be like get the four-wheeler out yeah remember those Dad times would pull the four-wheeler out yes that would pull the, and that was especially when kyle and jeff and mitch were starting to get old enough to yeah. want to do the four-wheeler you know so then we're all like fuller than stuffed monkeys <laughs> and piglets and we are zooming around the yard in the neighborhood on the four-wheeler and <laughs> you know it never gets past me how you know, we're apostolic, so we always wear skirts. But right. the neighbors were so just intrigued by us girls yes. driving that four-wheeler like maniacs in skirts. <laughs> yes, yes, we did everything in a skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah. there were, then of course, kind of we all would maybe snooze and chat or run to the store, get bored from being at the house. But then in the end of the night, like you said, we ended up having everybody over and we played games. Oh yeah, girl. And there's those games remember, and here I'm going to, I'm going to blow the cover right here. Paul Mitchell, elder, James Gregory, Charles, Nathan Carricker. They did not like playing by the rules. So they made yeah. up their own rules. And when we play games, if they didn't like the rules, they'd start making up their own rules. And man, we'd get some, hot and heavy games going because we'd be like that is not the rules they were <laughs> cheater beaters yes they were <laughs> i think they've all prayed through well i hope they all have prayed through by now but <laughs> i don't know i don't know when it comes to games i don't know right i don't know <laughs> yeah and then if paul was losing on a card game oh he yeah would play 50 card pickup yeah or he'd like if it was a game board, he'd just push on the game board and all the pieces and money and whatever would fly yeah. everywhere. Yes. Remember, we'd get so mad. We'd be like, Paul Mitchell, elder. Yep. <laughs> yes. And then That's somewhere. Part of this tradition too. That was part of our tradition. It just was part of the tradition. Like we had yes. to have, you know, people had to have their temper tantrums and different things <laughs> like knew. that. <laughs> we knew sometime during the night we were either going to be picking up cards or game pieces. <laughs> Yeah. And at supper time, like we were talking when it was supper time, we didn't always say thank you around the table, although sometimes dad would do that. Right. Um, and especially if we had guests over, sometimes he would yes. do that because he'd be like, you know, we want to hear their story and we want to learn more right. about them or whatever. But the supper time was always so special because, of course, dad prayed and said the, the prayer of Thanksgiving over everything. And we all prayed with him. But it was special because it was hysterical hearing yeah. all yeah. of the. I'm not saying this to be mean, and I know we're not supposed to use this word, but some of those hunting stories were stupid. <laughs> they were true, but they were stupid. They were. I don't they know how true, true all of them were. I don't know how true all of them were. Well, I know the one story about the piranha quail that James Gregory told mom was not true. <laughs> that she thought was true. <laughs> We've never let mom live that one down. <laughs> some of those stories were hysterical we would laugh so stinking hard and then i was like why are we laughing at this i this know is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> are we reminiscing antonia has something to share Noni, what's one memory you remember about thanksgiving that's like a tradition clue yes us girls always oh, yes. love to play clue yep. i forgot about that but it's true we'd get in a really strong game of clue 
about midnight and boy the guys knew they didn't come around because us girls would be deep into clue <laughs> especially at marcia's house that was kind oh, of an yeah. anti-marcia tradition and i think yeah. it still is oh but yeah when we go to marcia's night. for christmas or thanksgiving or whatever we break out the clue late at night mm -hmm. or the phase 10 clue or phase yes, 10 phase 10 <laughs> yes when like all of the phase 10 game lasted four hours. Oh. Four hours. And then everybody just gave up. Even <laughs> it's the truth. It is. Phase 10 is a last forever game. It's an eternal game. It'll make you <laughs> have to repent before the game's over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's another game like that that you guys should try for Thanksgiving that some friends from California introduced us to. Five crowns. Five crowns. I'll have to yep. check that out. It's it's a phase 10 style card game, but the suits are a little bit different for each one. But I'll have we, to check it out. We play that with friends and it's another all nighter, but it is fun. Oh my uh, word. We've been into this game that Natalie Reed introduced us to called Taco Goat. What is it, Natalie? Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. You want to talk about a wild, crazy game. If you want to do a wild, crazy game, do that one, girl. It is hilarious and it is crazy and fun. Yes. I'll ha we'll have to check that out. I don't think I've ever done that before. I've heard you guys talk about it, but I've never, oh, girl. I've never done that before. But um, yeah, so I was trying to think of some of the other traditions that anytime the elders Singing. were all together, that's what I was going to say, music. The day never yeah. ended without some type of music happening of course at thanksgiving we might sing some christmas carols because we were getting ready mm -hmm. to transition to christmas let me tell you on friday right. christmas was going up yeah <laughs> that's right and sometimes even thursday night if yep. you know if everybody was too tired or whatever or, or scattered early mm -hmm. we would start pulling out the christmas decorations go up in the attic and pull out the christmas decorations but we were all going to sing something and sometimes it would just be old hymns or yes. songs that the family sang together and then sometimes mom would get in this mood where she would show us how they played the piano growing up and we would die <laughs> laughing. Yes. Remember that? <laughs> yes. And sometimes she would play for the little kids. Remember yep. when she would play kids songs and we'd sing kids songs. And I have the cutest picture. I have a picture of Melody sitting on the piano bench or the organ bench with mama. I have a picture of Antonia sitting on the organ bench with mama. And I have a picture of Victoria sitting on the organ bench with mm -hmm. mama. And that was just the way it was. There's always yeah. music when the family, and it's still like that when the family's together, there's going to be music yeah. happen at some point in time. So I hope that's something that never, you know, goes away as well. Right. But, um, yeah. So those are just some of the things of Thanksgiving tradition in like, and prepping for it. I mean, man, we had fun shopping. We just oh, did. Yes. we'd go grocery shopping with mom. Yes. Yes. Grocery oh. shopping. And she would mama would always start with the newspaper. She still does mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Telling mama. Like sh the other day I came into the house. Yesterday I came in to oh, do yes. mama's hair. And she said, I have the Dylan's paper here for you to look at. They've got some turkeys on sale and some mm -hmm. <laughs> she did. You know, they were gonna sell a uh, sell. Uh, they were selling uh, the the Thanksgiving dinner, uh -huh. and uh, I wanted to make sure that Sarah would have that because she was, you know, for those when we were getting ready for Thanksgiving. And I said, now we didn't want to be too late, and you right. know that that's a good something that we'll preach. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I knew I had to put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, mom. That was a good reminder. But I do remember okay. you sitting at the cell table, looking at all the different cells and then making your list. And then uh -huh. we would exactly go get right. the groceries. Mom, I feel like you made your pies the night before, typically. Most I of did. the time she did. Most of the time mm -hmm. I did. Or the, the first of the week of yeah. the Thanksgiving, I would mm -hmm. make it like around Tuesday night. Because, yes. you know, of course, you know, Wednesday night was the Thanksgiving Eve. Right. And, and so I would try to make them on Monday and get them out of the way because they still will be fresh. Right. By, th uh, by Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. And Daddy always did. He tried on the week of Thanksgiving, he would do either a Thanksgiving service either on Tuesday night or Wednesday night. Yes. Because we always had church on youth service was Tuesday night back then and Bible study was on Thursday night. Right. And so Daddy would cancel youth service and he would replace it with 
a Thanksgiving service on Tuesday Usually night. Usually on Tuesday night. Yeah. That would yes. be Tuesday night. Uh, free for everybody free for to cook family. and do whatever. Right. The families right. do uh, their, their traditional things mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, get things ready for the dinner and uh, and have all of that done in uh, preparation. Mm-hmm. That uh, yes. we did. We just... And uh, and uh, and as Sarah was saying that I did, I happened I I'd been already watching the papers because I know that it's getting you know uh, close to Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and and uh, people you know it's a popular thing now that you can if you can get it early and I was watching those uh, the sale papers the grocery sale papers to uh, watch for. Uh, that they were going to sell uh, everything for the dinners. Like they had, I think, yes. four pieces. Mm-hmm. They, they had uh, like three sides and three the sides and had all of these that we could, that we could, they were showing that it was going to go with the dinner that they were selling for a certain price. And that's what, and I always looked ahead of time to make sure that we were not too late to get in case we were going to do it that take that route mm-hmm. of the of the dinner pretty much so yeah that was part of the tradition too and yes, i remember is going to the grocery store with mom mm-hmm. and we would go down the aisles oh my word and they would be so packed with people yes i remember and mom would have her list you know mm-hmm. and she would say okay sarah you go get this anna you go get this i'll That's get right. this and then mm-hmm. we'd all meet back, you know, and we'd have that and she'd mark it all off. And then she'd send us again to another area and we'd go get the other stuff so we could try and knock it out as quick as possible. Right. I remember that. And that was kind of the excite, like the building uh-huh. expectation. It, it like built excitement because it, it, it was really like, was. it was part of the whole thing. Yeah, you know? it was. It's part of the tradition mm-hmm. that we had built. Yeah. And mom, one thing I do want to say before we end, I know we're getting close to time on here, but one thing I do want to say is it was really hard when our older siblings got married and they were not always Mm -hmm. with us for Thanksgiving um, because we were so used to being together and being a big family. But mom and dad made it so fun and made it so enjoyable that we wanted to be together. And there were years that we might've went to first for Thanksgiving because Paul and Lori might be with her family. Marsh and Greg might be with Greg's family. But even right. if we went to first mom and dad still made it feel like the day was special, yes. you know, yes. and, and that night we'd still have our friends over from the church and play mm-hmm. games, even though our tradition might be disrupted sometimes. And as time grew and we all got older and life began to change, we weren't all always able to be there all the times. Of course, when everybody was able to come it was so fun and it was so special and I mean it was something we all really looked forward to but even in those times where the tradition changed some mom and dad just had the attitude of you know what it's still going to be a fun day it was right. never like we're going to be depressed and I'm sure mom and dad sometimes that affected you too because you know right. you were becoming empty nesters and your kids were their yes. lives were changing and exactly. things were going on but I don't remember us all just sitting around and booing. There were times that oh, no. we we would be sad. And I remember having being really sad sometimes because I was like, well, Sarah's in Colorado this year and nobody's here. And it's just mom and dad and I. But you know what? It would always end up being an enjoyable day because we were together with the ones we loved. And we always invited somebody to be with us. And then mm-hmm. we'd end the day having a good time with people from the family of God. That was part of uh, making the tradition. That was just, uh, that was just uh, the case. Mm -hmm. If I can say it, you know, I'm getting older now. So sometimes I can't remember the words that I want to use, but that was part of the tradition to making sure that there was no heaviness of spirit or uh, heaviness of sadness, but it was just a good time for those that we were able to have with us. Mm-hmm. And and we made that, it would just, and the Lord helped to put that in our hearts. I want to make that special. And because I look back and see, it wasn't something that uh, I, it was so much training, but it was just that, uh, that I would happen to pray and I wasn't here again. I wasn't a special uh, person or anything, but I, I would go to the Lord in a lot of things that I didn't have an answer for. And he would help me and just give me these little old simple and they are simple things, mm-hmm. but they were special because I felt like that uh, I got them from the Lord right? to make it, to make it just a wonderful time for us that were uh, able to get together and have it at that time. 
And you know, Anna, what I appreciate about that with mom and dad is that was a teaching to us without mom and dad using it as a teaching, probably unbeknownst to them. But now looking back as an adult and a grown up, you know, I think about those times and I think, you know, God was training us that there's going to be times we can't all always be together, Mm -hmm. right? but we learn to roll with it and be mature about it and still enjoy those days and then enjoy the times when we are all together. And another thing that mom and daddy would always do is we made sure that sometime during that day or that holiday, if all the kids couldn't be together, we'd get a call from them. Sometimes, or mom and daddy would call them and Mm -hmm. we'd all tell each other we loved each other we missed each other asked them how their day was going how was dinner you know and so it wasn't a boo-hoo party or anything it was just mom and daddy were just teaching us that life goes on your families grow god you know helped you to have those families enjoy the good times when you are together and enjoy the times when you can't be together and just learn that you cherish your family no matter what a mother was teaching you that god was teaching us how to teach you mm-hmm. right to carry on even when we couldn't always be together or couldn't do everything that we would like to together mm-hmm. that yes. we could still have a good time because the most important thing he was with us right and then we were together still those that were able to be together yeah absolutely and i just it just was always so neat to me how you know that time was so special and it just always ended with somehow we connected with the, even the greater family of God than just our own family of God in right. some sense, either having some people over for dessert or playing games. Or I feel like that's really important in the church to take that into to note yes. that because sometimes when we have our own big family, we are so accustomed to being connected to the people that are comfortable for us. And we Mm -hmm. don't forget that these new families are coming in and they may not have any traditions really, or these new people that may not have a lot of family connections are coming into the church. And they may be a single mom or a widow, like we talked about, or just a new family. And they haven't really made all those connections yet, or they may be coming in from the world and have no prior training. And as the family of God, I just feel like that was so valuable. And that just put such a love in me for the people in our church. And it was an opportunity to get to know them better. And I feel like our holiday was even richer because we opened it up past our comfort zone of just our family. And we included, you know, the family of God and people, you know, from the church and that were even not quite in the church yet. They might've just been in a Bible study at the time, Mm -hmm. but it gave them that family connection that went ahead and pulled them in to the body of believers, you know, and, and made them feel that connection. That's so vital for them. And so that was so special. And just before we leave too, I just wanted to note, mom, and this could be a long conversation and I know we can't have it because I know my husband's probably wanting tacos really bad right now, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, mom and dad never placed a lot of emphasis on things. So we didn't really grow up having a lot of things and honest to God, I didn't even think about black Friday and really know about black Friday. I must've been Um, really dingy because I read a lot, but I didn't really know about black Friday till I was almost an adult, like a major adult because And I'm not saying that's bad, but just that our house, Black Friday wasn't like where it wasn't a thing like where we went and stayed all night waiting for special deals. Sometimes on Fridays, we would all go shopping together. And then when when we learned about Black Friday, we would go and we'd get the leftovers because we didn't want to be up at three in the morning waiting in line. (laughs) But if Black Friday is your tradition, that's fun, too. So I know some friends that do the Black Friday thing and they tell the best stories and they get the best deals. So that's their family's tradition, but just for our family. And I don't think that everybody that does black Fridays their whole life is hung up on things. I didn't mean, I hope it didn't come across that way. That wasn't my intention with saying that, but it just, in our life, more of our focus was on family time. Right. So it was more about more family time, spending time Mm -hmm. together. It's more spending time together with black Friday or whatever, or the day after Christmas or anything like that. It was just family time. Mm -hmm. That's what it all meant to us. Family time. Yes, absolutely. Well, this has been really fun. Yes. I've enjoyed it. Yes. Yes, it has. 
but granny's getting tired because her little head's starting to droop. <laughs> so she's sleepy. So well, it's sleep. late there. It is. It's almost. It's about ten till it's nine. But girl, till nine. with the time change, it's crazy because yes. it gets dark at mm-hmm. five thirty. So I your know. brain has that thing where it thinks, well, it's dark. You know, it's time to start settling down, preparing for bed. Right. It it drives me crazy. Yes. <laughs> well. This has been fun. It's been real. Jesse didn't say very much, but she sure was enjoying sitting here with us. And we're glad she got to be here with us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and she gets Jesse girl. Yes. Uh, we adore our Jesse girl. Yes. She we sure do. A wonderful addition to Sorry. our family. Yes, she is. And, and now she can. Oh, of course, Antonia. She's over here working on the puzzle laboriously, so pray she gets it done for me tonight. <laughs> and the good thing is, Jess, you can take these. Now you know how to make grandma's noodles and gravy. Absolutely. <laughs> I sure can. <laughs> you can go home and feed our Mitchell boy. <laughs> yes. So, well, this has been fun, so thank you everyone for listening in, and we hope that you enjoy this fun time we've had of sharing these special traditions and how they came to be and and hope that you all have a wonderful thanksgiving with your families and start some traditions yes absolutely absolutely. god bless you all god bless you happy thanksgiving